Hello, everyone. I'm Andrew Schmidt, one of the pastors at Celebrate Church in Knoxville, Iowa. And I want to welcome you to our Celebrators podcast. Today's podcast is part of our Let's Go series, where you'll get to know people who have taken the initiative to share God's love in their communities. At Celebrate Church, our mission is to gather to go with the presence of Jesus. And the people you're about to hear from are doing just that. We hope you find their story encouraging. Let's go. At Celebrate, we want to be a people that gather to go with the presence of Jesus into the world. And today we are with the Benders and we are going to specifically look at the ways that they have gone with Jesus's presence to serve those around them. So welcome, welcome to the podcast. We just want to hear your names and who you are, who you've been serving, your story, all the things like dive in. Don't be shy. <laughs> all right. I'm Chelsea. <clears throat> This is my husband, Mike. Yeah, I'm Mike. <laughs> yeah. Um, yep, like she said, we are the vendors. We live in Pleasantville. I'm out in the country. And we are here today to share about our vendor project bags that we do. Um, they are, uh, I guess, in honor of our time that we spent in the NICU with our boys, Aiden and Owen. Mm -hmm. um, and so uh, to... I guess go along with that. Our story began with um, when I was pregnant with the boys. We had some complications in the pregnancy and lots of things led up to this. But um, at 26 weeks, we found out that they were um, not doing well in my stomach anymore. And the doctors tried to do what they could to keep them in. And by 27 weeks, we didn't have an option anymore. Okay. And so, um, one morning, the doctor just said they have to come out now. Wow. And yeah, so we were rushed in for C-section and they were born at 27 weeks at Mercy NICU. And we spent, um, Aiden spent 77 days in the NICU and Owen spent 80 days in the wow. NICU. Wow. Wow. Yes. So um, that's our story. That's our little boy's testimony and story. And through that time, we were um, blessed and supported and loved on. Um by so many friends and families and strangers and people from our church and other churches. Mm -hmm. And so that's where this project came about was the support that we felt or that we were given in the hospital. Um, we wanted to support other families moving forward. That's cool. So that's where that came about. That's really cool. Okay. So can I ask you even just sharing it right now? Can you flash back into that moment? Yes, yes, very much so. Yeah. Does it feel so real still? I I feel it more as mom. <laughs> um, I Mike like remembers things, but right. like I can remember down to the nitty gritty details. I remember the the feeling of it. Maybe not so much like where I was. Like yep. she can remember like details of it, but I know the emotions of it. Right. Yes. For I sure. Yeah. Yeah. So. We, uh, in those moments, like we also had Emerson who was two. And okay. so it was a battle of like, okay, well, I need to be home with her, but I need to be at the hospital with the boys. And right. he was still working. Like he still had to work. And yep. it was, we, Emerson and actually, and I actually lived with my mom in Des Moines, um, basically the whole time that they were in the NICU because it was closer to the hospital. Right. Um, we had the opportunity to stay at Ronald McDonald, but because my mom was close, we just chose to stay there. Yeah. And she actually, another like 
God thing through the whole story had retired the August before they were okay. born in January. And so it was just a plan that she was going to watch Emerson Wow! during the day while I was at the hospital with the boys. And then I would go home in the evening, like around shift change time. I would wait till the nurses would come in and shift at like six or seven. I would go home and spend the night with her and put her to bed mm-hmm. and then would get up early and do it all over. Wow. But wow. it was that, th- yeah, like we, we had to come together a few times and be like, I'm feeling this and he was feeling this. Yeah. But we weren't seeing each other in the, like how we were feeling, but we were feeling the same things. Okay. Just in a different aspect. For sure. Um, but yeah, it was a lot. <laughs> right. Oh, my – so <clears throat> anyways, I didn't realize they were born at 27 weeks. My sister and brother-in-law delivered my niece – at 27 weeks too in Bahrain. And so they were supposed to be in Germany by the time she was going to be born. And all of a sudden it was go time. Yeah. And (laughs) yeah. And so that's why I asked like, can you like vividly flash back into it and all those different things? Cause it's, that's significant. Yes. Yeah, it is. And definitely not something I would ever (laughs) want to go through again, but I've seen the their testimony and our testimony and how it's evolved from what happened. Yes. Chelsea, could you speak really quickly to like, how big were they? Like what, yeah, what did the doctors good. tell you? Like what did they expect? Um, the so the main issue was, so they are twins. They are identical twins. I had one placenta, two sacs. So they shared nutrients. They had one umbilical cord and they were sharing from that or like, um, the one placenta, so like their umbilical cords came from the one placenta. Um, Owen was not getting any nutrients when mm. we, um, at that point, we found out. So he had no fluid in his sac, and Aiden okay. had too much. Okay. So it's called twin to twin transfusion syndrome. Yep. So actually, if if it's not caught, you can potentially lose both babies. Yeah. One being because he's not getting anything and the other because he's getting too much and it causes congestive heart failure. Okay. So <clears throat> they did try a procedure at after 26 weeks, they there's there's a laser procedure they can do prior to 26 weeks. Mm-hmm. At 26 weeks they don't do that procedure anymore. They just <clears throat> say it's easier to deliver. Um, but they tried to do an amnio reduction and they literally stuck like <laughs> a ruler long needle into my stomach to try to drain fluid off Aiden's sack and hope that it would correct Owen's. So not like drain it and put it into Owen's. It was just, okay. So no, like 1500 cc's of fluid was drained from Aiden's. And that was on a Friday, which also put me into preterm labor. I had contractions, had to stay overnight. Um, that following Monday, I was supposed to come back and have an ultrasound to mm-hmm. see what had happened. And the ultrasound tech had said, yep, Owen has fluid in his sac now. Aiden's is decreasing. You're good to go. So the doctor said, we're just going to monitor. We're, mm-hmm. They wanted to do the procedure again like on Wednesday or something. And Tuesday, I started having contractions. And so my mom brought me in and... Um, the specialist that we were transferred to at this point, he said they read the ultrasound wrong. Owen doesn't have any fluid. Okay. And so that was a Tuesday night and he had me stay through the night. He tried like magnesium, all these things and it, nothing was working. So okay. by Wednesday morning we were 
delivering and they brought up the NICU doctors and a couple of NICU nurses to give us the rundown of what mm-hmm. the NICU would be like. <clears throat> and it was scary <laughs> just talking to them at first because they said, this is going to be a roller coaster mm-hmm. and there's going to be a lot of, of like bad in, in your, in the roller coaster. And they were telling us things like, thank you. <laughs> they were telling us things like, um, I wasn't going to get to see them that Mm. first day. Okay. And at first I just was like, okay. I was in so like a, a fog, (laughs) like their words were just words. And he told me, he said, we're going to take them out. You're not going to see them. I'm going to have to get them up to the room quickly. Mm -hmm. And I was like, huh? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Sure. Right. What, like whatever you Mm -hmm. say, like I, yep. But it's, it was not okay <laughs> when they right. were born. So they did, they, um, restless and for C- uh, the C-section and I could hear them say baby A cleared, baby B cleared. And they were crying these tiny little screeches as they took them out of the room and they wrapped them in cellophane and took them. And okay. I didn't see them for 24 hours. Wow. Okay. So why cellophane? Keeps them warm. Keeps them warm. Okay. Their body temperature okay. because they're so tiny. Yeah. Um. So and they were like, "Dad, you can come." And I was like, "No, you can't leave me in here." So like, I made them wait. But then I was like, "No, wait. You need to go up there." <laughs> like, right. It's a whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Mike. So what? As we're telling this, like you said, you can remember the feelings involved. Like, as we're even diving more into the story, what are you thinking? Me? Yeah. It just happens so fast. Yeah. Like. You're just there. You, I don't really remember like being overly scared mm-hmm. at the moment. Mm-hmm. That all came later. Yep. But it was just it was very fast from yep. the, you know from the time like the doctors came in and basically he's just like we're gonna he sat down and he's like we're just gonna scare the crap out of you right now because he's like we don't have secrets up here. Mm-hmm. He's like we tell you the bad. Mm-hmm. you know like because yep, we yeah. don't have we, they just can't do it that way yep so I, and then it's i don't know i just i was there yep i do remember after we went up and they took them to their rooms just how many You're good. It's a hard little story. It is a hard story. (laughs) It's real. How many, like, nurses and doctors Hmm. were in that room? It's pretty amazing to see all everybody come together. I remember Mike telling me, because I couldn't go up there, um, he came down and he said, you know, like, God provided one tube inside of you. Like, when Mm. a mom is making a baby, that umbilical cord Mm. is the only thing supplying everything that that baby needs, right? And you went into our boys' room, and there was, like, 
hundreds of wires wow. and machines. Yeah. And every, and it just was like we were grateful for those machines mm-hmm. and we were so grateful for, for those sure. wires and the tubes and everything coming from every aspect of our babies. And, but so powerful to remember that like God gave us one tube inside there to do all of what those machines and right. those wires wow. were doing Come for on. our babies out here. Yeah. Um, which I could go on for other stories about that too. But yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. Hmm. Um, so back to your question though, Jenny, um, the boys, Aiden, he was our baby A. He um, was 2.1 pounds. Okay. 14 inches long, tiny little things. And Owen was one point one pound, 14 ounces. Okay. And 14 inches long yep. as well. Yeah. 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 So very fuzzy. It's kind of funny how <laughs> they're kind of go backwards. Like birds are not born with feathers. Right. They're like raw. Babies are born with fuzz like everywhere. <laughs> like we could like comb their shoulders almost because they had so much right, fuzz right. on their bodies. So my sister actually called them her fuzzy ducks. Oh, yeah. that's too yeah. cute. Yeah. That is she too actually cute. still calls them fuzzy ducks. But. Right, right. Yeah. Okay. So what specifically is it that you guys do? You my under, I, I'm going to let you explain, yes. not so, me try to explain yes. it. So yeah. it's um, kind of evolved over the years. So they were born in 2016. This project started 2017 okay. every year on their birthday. Yep. Um, because we were blessed with so much like goodie, like goodie bags and gift cards and just all these things while we were in the NICU, that things that you don't necessarily think about um, that people were blessing us with. Yep. And we didn't need any of those things, but it just felt so good. The NICU journey is something that, like, you can support people, but in my opinion, and I would probably say for Mike's too, that unless you've actually traveled that journey or traveled that road, you can't fully understand Mm -hmm. that journey, just like other things, like individuals with cancer or something like that. It's just hard. Like, we can sit there and support them and pray for them, but when you've traveled that journey, you're able to just have that compassion that they've had through that. So, um, I had decided like on their first birthday, um, there was a book cart in the NICU. So I would read books to them every day and I would sing to them. So there was a book cart. So I would read them all these books and Mm -hmm. I had read them every single one, like multiple times, Yeah, (laughs) you know, and I was taking up books of Emerson's and reading books. So that first year we decided to donate books. So we had hundred like tons of family members we um I had put it out on Facebook social yeah. media gone to our church family friends and people just loaded us up with hundreds of books that's cool um they have capacity for I believe 50 babies in the queue okay so I individually packaged 50 um like packages of books yeah. for um, babies that were in there and then the rest got put on the book cart okay um so that's where it started but it's evolved since then, and now we send, like, <laughs> giant goodie bags of okay. things. So we have call it our Bender Project bags, and yep. they have, um, they have like, little snacks because you're not supposed to eat in the NICU room. Okay. Um, but you could that. have, like a, like, a granola bar. Like, you could, you know, mm-hmm. step out of the room and have a granola bar or snack crackers or trail mix. So we fill it full of those things. Um, gum, mints, uh We've done toiletry items like toothbrush, toothpaste, um, lotion, hand sanitizer, chapstick, uh, 
lots of lotion because you have to wash your hands so much that you are bleeding and you are cracked okay. <laughs> by the time yeah. you're you know, done bleeding and sanitizing before you can touch your babies and stuff. We put um, tag blankets, my mom and I and some other friends make all these tag blankets. Wow. We sew tag blankets and we put those in there. And we've this last year we partnered um, with another lady actually here from the church and we put in the Usborn, I think is how you say it, books. So okay. it was a cuddle bear set. So it was a bear and a book that we cool. put in there. We actually raised enough money to have 80 of those sets. Wow. So we packaged our 50 bags and then we took the other 30 were given to babies as they came in um, through January. Yep. Yeah. So um, we put a little note in there of encouragement and we like a little blessing over babies, um, families while they're there. And we always, I always have our names on there and I cannot tell you the amount of people that have reached out to us. Wow through Facebook or I have known people like friends who said my cousin's in the hospital yep. and they got one of your bags or right. a coworker got one of your bags and they just want to say thank you for that. And wow. It's nothing like we've not, I've only met a couple of them yep. in person. Um, but just to let them know that we know that pain. Yeah. Um, we know the struggle and the journey, whether their babies get to come home or not. Mm -hmm. Um, I watched a lot of babies not leave the NICU while we were in the NICU. Okay. And it was incredibly hard. And I remember thinking like, God, I don't know why ours are leaving. Mm -hmm. And I don't know why theirs don't get to. But let's use it. Like, let's, mm -hmm. if it's going to be a part of my boy's testimony, then right. <laughs> here we go. Right. For sure. <laughs> I'm ready. Like. <laughs> For sure. So. How have, I mean, how did, how have and how did both of you experience Jesus? Um, yeah. So in those moments, it was hard. Um, there were dark days. There mm -hmm. were dark moments where I was like, this is not happening. Mm -hmm. You know, like, why is God letting this happen? Why did this happen to us? Um, the first or second day they were in the hospital, one of the doctors met us, like, as we were walking in the room and he said, we've done all we can for Aiden as far as his kidneys. His kidneys were not working. He, and he said, we've done all that we can. He's going to have to go to Iowa City. Hmm. And I remember like, well, I, I can't. We, we can't go to Iowa City because Owen wasn't going to get to go to Iowa City. Right. I can't have a daughter at home, one baby here and one in Iowa right, City. Right, right, right. <laughs> no, this isn't happening. And what our nurse, like we had some of the best staff working with our boys. And one of the nurses, I actually worked with her mother-in-law when I worked at the doctor's office. So she, I knew her well, and she said, I don't want you to worry about it. I'm going to, he's going to go to the bathroom before I leave here tonight. And I was like, okay. I felt like a peace, but was also like on bid to knee prayer. Like, God, I need you to make, I need him yep. to, to pee. Right. <laughs> I mean, right. that's all they needed. But it was a double edged sword because the doctor said the medicine they had him on to keep from brain bleeds mm -hmm. was leading to his kidneys not working. Okay. But do we take him off the medicine so his kidneys work to not to get a brain bleed kind of like right. double edged yes. sword. Like, yeah. What do we do? Right. What's the trade off? Right. And we had created a prayer page on Facebook and I went on the prayer page and I said, we need you to pray right now. Mm -hmm. We need him to go to the bathroom. We need his catheter to be filled with urine. Mm -hmm. And he hadn't gone through the night. But she called me that morning and she said, I have a drop in the catheter. Wow. That's all I need. 
Like wow. if you ever believe in like a mustard seed prayer, right, right. <laughs> that was our mustard seed prayer. Yeah. Like they just needed that drop in there to, to know that stay. his kidneys were okay. working. Wow. That's unbelievable. And yeah. Moments like that. Owen wow. had a lot of transfusion or um, chest tubes because his lungs would kept collapsing. Um, he had blood transfusions because Aiden took all the blood and so his blood mm-hmm. counts were very low all the time. Mm-hmm. And God provided like in those moments each time. Wow. Just, you know, yes. protecting them through all of it and having – I mean, our prayer page was up to like a thousand people and just knowing that those people were praying for him, like you could right. feel it. I could feel it. But there was times where I couldn't pray. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I just didn't have the words. Yeah. And – um we're still questioning why us. Yeah. Why was this happening? Wow. To us. Yep. Yeah. Probably the same for you. <laughs> yeah. Well, like she said, I was at work. So I had, right. I was working in Marshtown, which took me about an hour and 15 minutes one way to go to work. So I had a lot of morning and evening drives to mm-hmm. think. And I do remember. You just, same thing, you ask questions, but you had to come, I think I can do this. <laughs> we talked about this on our missions trip, and it was the same way, but there was a time where I had to basically come to terms with what happens if they don't make it, mm. like... Where's my faith going to be? Mm-hmm. Like, am I going to still, how am I going to look at God? Yeah. And a lot of them, those were just like my conversations I'd have with God, like on our drive, my drive. Right. And it did come to a point to where I was like at peace if it did go mm-hmm. the other way, because, you know, it was possible. Mm-hmm. So... I guess that was like my God, Jesus moment. Yeah. Just the comfort. For sure. To deal with that. Yep. Um, Because it is. I mean, you got to, you got to think like, it was just a big question to me. Like, where's my faith going to lie if, if it doesn't go the good way? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. but I know that even if it would have went the other way, that you can still have a strong faith because I actually talked to a guy on our trip who things went the other way for him with one of his daughters. And okay. She was older, but it was reassuring to see that you can still, you know, remain faithful to God. For sure. In the bad times. Yeah. So... Yeah. I love the picture of you driving and having those conversations because the thing that came into my mind, Mike, when you said that was literally you're driving in your truck and next to you is like Jesus just sitting there and you guys are just having a conversation. And I think that shares a beautiful intimacy of your relationship with him, you know, because it doesn't, I'm sure in those moments it would, it could be easy to turn and be like, forget it. Like, I can't go there. But the Lord 
is sitting there kindly listening and you are expressing I just think of the amount of intimacy your guys relationship yeah. with the Lord has because of this incredible story yeah yeah we ha- I had several NICU nurses a lot of times they like I mean how are you so calm like I watched him shove a tube in Owen and she was like why are you so calm and I was like at first I thought I don't actually know why <laughs> I'm gonna be honest I don't know why I'm being right. so calm but there were times where you could literally just feel God in that room. Mm. And yeah, I just remember thinking like their testimony someday right. is going to be far bigger than what I'm experiencing yeah. right now. Man, okay. So two weeks ago when we were watching the Let's Go videos in service, Isaac and Justin shared about uh, – Sometimes you have no idea how something changed in a in a scene or on a call or yeah. whatever, but you in that moment for they were sharing that they wonder it just has to be prayer and so like that the prayers mean something and it made me it makes me think like you had a thousand people on your Facebook like you would shoot we just need one mustard seed <laughs> of pea like that's it yeah. yes but like. That sometimes the Lord drops things into our head that feel so random, but they're actually for us to specifically pray in that moment. Because whether you wrote that on Facebook or not, like, I just wonder when you guys get to heaven someday, will it be like, actually, for all of us, actually, will it be like, when you experience this, this person was praying that, yes, yeah, dude, that'll be so cool. (laughs) Wouldn't that like just sit back and be like, I had no idea, but all of a sudden I had hope in a very hopeless situation. Yeah, man. Yeah. That's cool. Sure. Hmm. Okay. So how have you experienced Jesus in gifting the bags? Yeah. So, um, well, now, it, okay. So in the beginning, it was exciting to watch others come alongside of us. Yes. Um, we have always, I always share it and the amount of support we've had from others and just knowing that they know we do this because of Jesus. Like, yeah, I'm not, we're not like the richest people in the world. I could go give those people money at the hospital, but like just pouring into them and loving them and prayerfully like supporting them Mm -hmm. and knowing that we have people coming alongside us to do that as well. Um, for sure would definitely be that. And just knowing that we have had others reach out and say, thank you for praying for us. Yeah. Um, I, we actually have, um, a close friend that is going through a battle right now with her pregnancy. Mm. And I, I remember, um, when I was in those days of the NICU thinking, what is this for? Why Mm -hmm. am I experiencing this? What is this going to be for? And I, I, I've met a lot of strangers, but now that I get to talk to somebody that I know Mm -hmm. very well and help her through the story. I, I literally can say, okay, God, this is why, this yeah, is what wow. you were doing. Yep. Um, and these bags have led to that too, mm-hmm. just being able to pray over people. That's cool. Um, right after the boys were, um, came home, a friend, a family friend of mine had a coworker whose babies were born at like 22 or 23 weeks old. Um, we prayed over them 
unfortunately they lost both babies and we went to that funeral hmm. Mike and I did and that was <laughs> excruciating right um on all sides because we don't know why ours got to come home right, right. <laughs> and I don't know why theirs didn't get to come home right but we get to share that story yep. of Jesus too wow and just be that light that they needed in that moment yeah as for well. sure mm-hmm. yeah but our bags, that's what our hope is, that through our bags, they see Jesus, they yeah. see God, they see a little bit of a little bit of joy through what we can bring them. For sure. Yeah. So. I think it's cool to hear the thoughtfulness of the specifics that you put into it. Like yes. the lotion, because your hands are going to be raw, the little snacks, because I didn't know you couldn't eat in a NICU room. And so, but you could step out and have that snack quickly, yeah. jump back in. Yeah, the moms, the moms get... Free meals, but the dads don't for some reason. Interesting. <laughs> so if you work for Mercy and you're all I do, I do remember that. They get like I a remember that from the clearly. But no, we yeah. couldn't eat in the rooms. Yeah, we had can't. to eat out in the right. lobby. We couldn't. Right. And Emerson never got to come in either. Yeah. Like she, that she, was also super hard. Okay. Our little two-year-old didn't understand a lot of what was going on. Um, yeah. His mommy was gone all the time. Right. And she wasn't used to that. And, um. They, it, it was flu season for one, so they actually don't let um, kids under 13 in yep. during flu season, and they also don't let any kids under five. I don't remember those details, um, but I just go into the NICU. Okay. Um, we, once they were off oxygen, they, we could wheel them out of their room. Mm -hmm. And so he brought her the first time she could stand outside the NICU window and see them and that okay. was her, that was how she met her bubba's wow <laughs> which is also like yeah that was hard too okay i have a question about this why bubba and bubby that's how it's always it's been. always been that way yeah. it, was it how she said brother uh no she called them brothers okay um, for a long time yeah and she thought their name together was aiden owen like okay. it was one name like it was aiden all one owen name. was yes. a name for one yeah aiden owen was the name for two because okay and every time people would talk about him it was aiden owen right <laughs> so in her two-year-old right, right, right. mind it that's was what it was aiden owen aiden owen <laughs> right that's awesome and when we brought him home i thought oh man she's never gonna know which baby is which but literally she it, one day she just knew this was Aiden and this was Owen. Okay. And she would tell others, yes, this is Aiden and this was Owen. Okay. And I would ask her who's who. That is <laughs> too sweet. God just was like, you're going to need to really know that they're not Aiden and Owen together. Right, right, right. That is too sweet. And I have um, a sweet, she thought they were her baby dolls. So when they came home, they were like just over five pounds and they were tiny little things. Right. So, I would stayed home and she would sit on the floor and her baby dolls had to sit by her. Okay. <laughs> on the I love it. That is too sweet. Yeah. That is too sweet. The boys just ran me through how to tell them apart that one of them has a few colics. He has, yes. Owen has two yes. colics and they go opposite directions. So his hair sticks up in the middle all, yep. all the time. It doesn't matter what I do. Yeah. It sticks up. It's and too cute. Aiden has one. So when they started preschool, he, Mike goes, it's like A1 sauce. Aiden only has one calic, A1. <laughs> that's <laughs> awesome. Well, that's just continued into right, elementary. Right, right. So that's like awesome. they're going into second and they're like, I'm A1, like A1 sauce. <laughs> yes, that is too funny. Okay, as celebrators, how can we support you? Yeah, so um, definitely through prayer. And it and not, not so for us, 
um, but through the project and what those bags mean to other yeah. families when we take them to the hospital. And we've already had support from individuals in the church that mm -hmm. when we start advertising, we usually start advertising about October, November is when I start collecting okay. items for our bags. Um, and we've already had some celebrators support yeah. us through that. That's cool. So, and it's fun. Like each year our bags get bigger. Like okay. I used to order like these tiny little bags on Amazon and it's like full sized okay. gift bags that we wow. are taking of things now. That's cool. And so we, our goal is always 50 bags <laughs> yep. to take up to there and anything beyond that just gets distributed as babies cool. rotate out. Yes. So thank you. Wow. So, okay. Yeah. Yes. So stay tuned. We can let you know. When yeah, that would be great. Collecting. And then we'll post all those things under the videos yeah. just so people know how to link in and yeah. all those different things. Thank you so much for well, sharing your story. I want to say too, yeah, like, please, Mike. just support would be like prayer also for like the doctors and the nurses yeah. Yeah, that great. work up there because I like to tell people they're like angels come yeah. down yeah. right because they're working on these little babies that they don't they then the babies can't tell them what's going on right. i watched the doctor he came in and he would just stare at the screen hmm. the computer screen and just figuring this stuff out and it's like that's amazing you know yeah. it's like these doctors can work on like you or i who can say oh it hurts here it hurts yep. here but they have to really figure that out and just the amount of stress to me that they probably deal with. For sure. Because as people get older, I guess as you pass childhood, you know, it's, it's easier to deal with the concept of death. Mm -hmm. But they lose. Mm. They lose those children. Yeah, for sure. So that's my thing. Like just the stuff they deal with you yep. know the prayer for that and the nurses same way with the nurses i know they they create bonds yeah with them so yeah they but that's my like other parents when we're not there, yeah right because like, i didn't stay the night um when they were in the hospital just because i needed to be with emerson too um and our nurses that we had like we had one nurse that was with them every weekend the whole 80 days they were there wow and she has become like a very good friend of ours. Yeah. And we do things like we see her outside of the hospital and things. Okay. And another girl, two other girls were there most of the time with them through mm -hmm. the week. I mean, they were like moms. Right. I could not be there. Yeah. And we were trusting them. Yeah. And like, yeah, the things that they have but to it's, do and see. It's and amazing that. to watch them work. Yeah. You know, just like when, now I can probably talk about it. When, when we first took them in, I think they had... The flight crew there yeah. for like Mercy mm -hmm. was in there working on the boys, you okay. know, because it's like now you got two. Yeah. Usually they're just working on one. Right. Not that it's not a big deal, but now you have two at the same time. So they're bringing in all these people. And it was like, it was just a room full of doctors and nurses all moving together. Wow. For one, for one purpose, you for know, sure. to save these kids' life that they've never met. Right. You know, and, and they don't know. If they're going to see them again. Right. It's just the selflessness of that that For sure. I really found amazing. Yep. You know, and and just, like I said, just prayer for the parents too because 
it, it helps. Yeah. You know, because it's a stressful time because like having a child is supposed to be joyful. Like yep. you're not supposed to experience these things. And like I said, we ended up kind of like on the right side of things. Right. But I know that I struggled with, you know, like how's my relationship going to be if things go bad? Well, it went good. But just pray for the people who it doesn't go good for. Because there's a few things in life, I think, that can really harden your heart Mm -hmm. towards God. And that'd probably be one of them. Wow, yeah. You know, loss of children. Yeah. So I think that would be, like my thing would be just pray. Yeah, that's great. Pray that in the bad times, like they can find peace. Yep. And some joy somewhere yeah. along the lines, you know, whether it being like, it might be seven years down the road on a mm-hmm. missions trip telling somebody, hey, this is what I experienced, mm-hmm. you know, and this is why you, like, we can make it through these things. Yeah, come on. So, yep. but like Chelsea, she deals a lot with the organization of it. And I'm just kind of in the background, but it's affected me a lot. Yeah, for sure. You know. Oh, yes, definitely. So, but, okay. What time were they born at? <laughs> it was early in the morning, wasn't it? It was. This is so crazy. It was t- uh, 11, oh my goodness, 11.29 and 11.31. At 10.45, I was told I was being rushed in. Okay. So it was real quick. <laughs> so 11. I think it was 11.29 and 11. Like, do you want 30? to know how far apart they were born? No, I'm just no. asking, like, what time. Because I, I actually, don't, see, I don't. As you guys were talking, I wonder if one, like, as we're praying, but I actually wonder for all of us that celebrate and whoever else listens to this, um, if we all set our alarms for 1130 and then every day we're just intentionally praying, you know, like, mm-hmm. and if the Lord drops that in at different points too, but like, do we just kind of mark it on our calendar, praying for NICU at that time? Um and that, that doesn't have to be everyone, but if the Lord leads us to do that, I just wonder if that would be a really cool yeah. opportunity for us to choose in. Because I think there is so many significant pieces to your guys' story that I think us celebrators can, the power of prayer can really change things. Mm-hmm. And man, Jesus becomes famous. Yeah. You know, yeah. like yeah. that's that's why we go. Like it's not hopefully it's not for us it's for the lord and that he becomes famous so yeah anyways that's and it's seen through such tiny little miracles yes like even now with the boys like i mean i'd like to think in my mind they're going to continue these bender bags all through their right. life right like i mean that's just the mom and me <laughs> right but somewhere in their story they're like they have started asking questions yep um they have not understood right, a lot of for what sure. they've gone through but Emerson found a lot of the pictures that we okay. had taken and they've been asking stories and like, why did I have that? What's that? What? Right. Why did I do this? What was this? Why do I not have clothes on? Cause they don't wear clothes for a very long time. Right. 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 <laughs> um, and like we tell them silly things like you didn't even have booty cheeks when you were born. Like it was <laughs> right. bone. Like right. you didn't even have, like their ears were still connected to their okay. heads when they were born, you yes, know, things like that. And sure. they see that. Yep. And I'm like, someday this is going to be your story. You're yeah. going to share this. Wow. And it's not going to be mommy and daddy anymore yeah. sharing it. It's yeah. going to be you. Wow. And we've been told several times that a lot of NICU babies become NICU doctors or NICU nurses okay. or something. I don't know if that's what God has planned right. for them. But if it is, then so be it. Right, you know? right. Like, Come on. Yeah, that's right. They can go share their story. But yep. 
Wow. Yeah. So pray through the tiny miracles that For do sure. happen because mm-hmm. holy cow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I wonder if we end our time today praying. Um, do you guys want to pray for families? And then I would love to bless you too, if that's okay. Sure. Is that okay? All right. I'll close us and then whoever wants to start, Mike or Chelsea, you decide, and then we'll go from there. Okay. You want to start and they can go? doesn't matter. Heavenly Father, I just want to uh, just ask for your, I guess, blessing over, like I said, like the doctors Mm -hmm. and the nurses and anybody involved in, you know, just the care of the children, from the newborn to the older kids that may have to be in the NICU. I just feel like that's a very important thing to ask of you. Mm-hmm. Just so that they can be reassured that what they do is it's very important to you to take care of your little creations. I ask that you just... Uh, Give the peace to any parents that are wanting it mm-hmm. and are looking for answers or reasons why. You know, hopefully you can come alongside of them and just give them those answers. You know, because this is not a hard. This is this is it's just is a hard thing to go through. Um, I know through our conversations on my way to work that you were there. Mm-hmm. And you're still here. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I just that's that's my prayer to you, God, that you just stick with these people who are going through these times and just help them to uh just help them to just be there. Mm-hmm. Just just to go through it. Uh and to carry on their stories for others that are going to be going through this. Yeah, Father God, thank you um, for our story. Mm-hmm. And even through the pain and the struggles that it brought us, um, I know that your hand was at work. And in those moments, it was hard to see at times, Father, but you were drawing near to us. Um, You tell us that there will be trials and tribulations and suffering, um, but that if we draw near to you, you will draw near to us and you will meet us there, Father. And I pray that specifically over these bags that um, when we do bring this love and this joy and this support to these families, um, that they see you drawing near to them Mm -hmm. through these bags through the prayers of others, through our prayers, through the love and support. Um, that's that's our hope, Father. That is our ultimate mission with these bags is that we can bring joy and hope even through the suffering, through the pain, through the good times, the bad times, the roller coaster that the NICU brings, Father. Mm-hmm. And I pray that um, 
someone else sees that testimony that you are molding, that you are planning Mm -hmm. from the tiniest of beings. And not just necessarily those that are born early, but any child that goes through that NICU that is um, ill when they are born or something has happened that they, father, have had to go to the NICU and that the parents or anyone that is alongside them, that they would see you through that. Mm -hmm. I lift up these bags to you, Father, that they would always be for your glory, not for ours, not to be seen, but for you to be seen. Mm -hmm. In your name I pray. You form my innermost being, shaping my delicate inside and my intricate outside, and you wove them all together in my mother's womb. I thank you, God, for making me so mysteriously complex. Everything you do is marvelously breathtaking. It simply amazes me to think about it. How thoroughly you know me, Lord. You even form my every bone in my body, and when you created me in the secret place, carefully, skillfully, you shaped me from nothing to something. You saw who you created me to be before I became me. Before I'd ever seen the light of day, the number of days you planned for me were already recorded in your book. Every single moment you are thinking of me. How precious and how wonderful to consider that you cherish me constantly in your every thought. Father, I thank you for the Bender family. And God, as much as those verses in Psalm 139 are true for Aiden and Owen, they're actually true for Mike, for Chelsea, for Emerson, for Aiden, and for Owen. Jesus, thank you for the things you've been up to in their lives. God, as you intricately intricately created each one of them, you knew exactly what their story was going to be, and you knew exactly how they were going to make you be made known. And so, God, I bless Chelsea and Mike in particular, that they will be in awe of the ways you are moving. God, I pray that there will be moments that they get to have very specific conversations with moms and dads and family members of NICU patients and yeah, NICU visitors, Lord, NICU doctors and nurses, and God, that people will be in wonder of who you are because of what it is and has been that you have been up to in their lives. God, we celebrate who Aiden and Owen are, who they are becoming, and who they will continue to become. God, we are so thankful for the ways that they represent your joy. They represent your love. They represent your awe, your wonder. God, they believe in a big God and are willing to ask big questions because they trust that a big God has had them since the moment they were created until now. And for their entire family, God, will you continue to show your deep love? Will they continue to be in awe and wonder? And will they continue to be reminded of how much you see them and know them? God, that's what I love about those bender bags, is that they are you in the NICU, and they are showing families that they are seen, that they understand, just like you see and you understand. So come, Lord Jesus, will you fill the NICU today with more of your love, more of your power, and more of your presence. In Jesus' name, amen.
Thanks for joining us. Until next time. Thank you for listening to the Celebrators Podcast. We hope you're inspired to find ways to go into your own community and share God's love. Thanks for listening, and let's go.